get him to fight. Well, that's like ridiculous because I don't even remember him. Do you remember when Imus got in trouble for saying racist remarks? Yeah. And then do you remember he spoke to Al Sharpton and then he hired him back? Right. Do you remember then Imus hired a black girl to work on his show yeah. for like five minutes? For five minutes, right. Could, could you get me her contact information? <laughs> I don't know her contact information. How about this? The black girl Imus hired for five minutes to make him look less racist versus the my pillow guy. <laughs> would you pay to see that? I would. No, you would. No. That's your problem. You would pay to see almost anything. Do you have either of those people's I number? don't. I, I don't know either of their numbers. Robin, do you know Honey Boo Boo's sister? No. no. I'm trying to get her. That's pretty much it. Uh, well, you know, Mama June might be somebody to contact. Yeah. Didn't you have Octomom on your show? We did. She, how many kids does she have? Eight? Fourteen, isn't 14. it? Do you have contact information for those 14 kids? <laughs> no. Because I was thinking of having those kids fight an Amish family. Because <laughs> they don't think, I don't think they use birth control. Right. They probably have large families, too. Whatever, whatever happened to uh, Where's the Beef, that lady? <laughs> where's the Beef? Remember that? Yeah. What happened to her? Oh, she died. Doesn't she have a grandson, from what I read? <laughs> Where's the beef lady's grandson versus uh, Dave Lambert, the Sibian creator? Oh, boy. Dave, I think he's dead, too. Oh, shit. Uh, remember that movie, The Revenant? No. What? Leonardo oh, wait a minute. That's Leonardo DiCaprio? I know I can't get him, but what about the bear <laughs> that he slept in? Can I get him? <laughs> Uh, Damon, I think you're running out of ideas. Oh, no, I've got a lot of ideas. <laughs> the bear, that was, the bear, all that was left of the bear was his skin. Wait, oh, really? Yeah. I didn't see the end of that. <laughs> he just looked like a really good fighter. I thought we could have him fight Spuds McKenzie. <laughs> <laughs> the dog. <laughs> what a miserable oh. life. I'm thinking of going into uh, celebrity <laughs> celebrity boxing for a career. It's not bad. It's pretty good, kids. Welcome to uh, career day here at your school. And my first fight was the Taco Bell Chihuahua versus Joe Camel from the cigarette box. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, so anyway, for those of you who wanted an update on that situation, it ended up Scree um, Screech was going to fight Bagel Boss Guy, and Bagel Boss Guy did not show up. But there had to be a fight. Yeah. Hey, Marianne. <laughs> Howard, I paid nineteen ninety nine for it. Do you believe it? It was the worst thing I've ever seen. It was in a ring. There was more boxing guys in the ring that were in the audience. And the best thing to happen to Damon is Damon Howard Howard. If you are making me die, I freaking love you. And it's the, you have the greatest show on the planet, Howard. It's the best. Wow. <laughs> she actually paid for this? Hey, Mike. Hey, now, Howard. Hey, now. 
Hey, now. I should probably well, take a break. I'm just too lazy to take one. Hey, now. <laughs> you said you were going to take one I know. a couple of calls ago. I know. I really should. <laughs> you know, Mike, you, you say something quick and then let me take a break because I got oh, I got to take a couple of breaks before Billy Eilish gets here. Well, my lord and commander, I'm glad that you're uh, live today. I'm, I'm so excited when you go to L.A. because they're going to report the shit out of this, I think. It's going to be big news in the entertainment You know what? The first day we're there, it's kind of a show where many people in show business are stopping by just to welcome us to L.A., Robin. Uh-huh. Uh, you promote any of those people? And let us no, I'm not. I'm going to make it. Um, I'm, some of the people I don't even know. Baba Fufai hmm. said, uh, let me surprise hmm. you both. <clears throat> so he says, we got a mystery guest. <clears throat> So uh, I don't think we're going to play mystery. No, guys. they'll just be stopping <clears throat> by to say hi. It's going to be we'll very be surprised. It's going to be very Hollywood as our cavalcade of stars stop by, and uh, we ha- and then we have some. We, we just have three really kind of interesting shows we're going to do, and then uh, not kind of three interesting shows we're going to do, and then we're going to uh, and then I am going to go do book promotion because my book is excellent Christmas gift, as you know, and. Uh, We've the royal we again, but there's a group of us that seem to feel that if I do a couple of TV shows out there, I'll promote the idea of buying my book for Christmas. Just remind people. Remind people. And I'm doing Ellen and Bill Maher and Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Now, has anyone talked to you from those shows? Are you involved in pre-interviews or anything? Yeah, I think I'm doing those this week. On Thursday. Okay. Is Jimmy going to make you do a pre-interview? He knows you don't like that shit. You know, no. And by the way, every one of these shows, even Bill Maher and uh, Ellen have said, "You please, if uh, you want, do a pre-interview. And if you don't, don't do it. I think people have been beaten down by me about that whole pre-interview <laughs> thing. But actually, I don't mind doing a pre-interview now. I'll, I'll do it. Maybe this way I don't get confused because I end up saying the same shit on every one of these shows otherwise. So I'll, I'll, I'll try to parcel out my brilliance. To each You've of really shows. matured, haven't you, Howard? You're willing to cooperate with Yeah, me? yeah, I'll cooperate. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'll even do a pre interview Oh, I'm not going to do a pre-interview with Jimmy's people. I got to put my foot down on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Forget it. And, but the other two, yes. And then I heard from a couple of our friends who are out there who want to have me on their shows, but I don't think I have time to do them. Oh, you did hear from some other people. Yeah. I'm only going to ask this because I saw on Facebook he's been wondering, if if Melrose Larry Green shows up, are you going to have him in studio to say hi? I'd, I'd say hello to him, sure. He thinks you won't because he's a big Trump supporter. He's 100% no, Trump. No, of course I would. You wouldn't, Melrose? Yeah, I would say hello to Melrose. It'd be fun to have him, uh, you know, have him maybe do a little yeah. political banter with some of the guys that will hate what he has to say. Yeah, <laughs> I would have him on. Uh, Howard, I'm pretty excited for Shirley to be coming to Maine, too. He's coming right. to Maine in October. Right, thank- okay, I know. What the <laughs> fuck well, you're just this? excited. Yeah, you so excited. <laughs> Melrose. Yeah. Would you have Melrose on? Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't I? I've had him on for years. As far as I know, I'm the only one who's ever had him on. <laughs> would you have him on? He's afraid you wouldn't have him on. Because he's a Trump supporter. No, he should be afraid when I'm on because he's a guy who stands in the street at an extremely old age yelling at people. How come he knows Melrose so well? I don't know. I think some of the callers get to know these people by they get in touch with them on social media. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole network of nonsense going on out there. (laughs) 
Melrose. That's what, that's what mostly the internet has given us. Melrose should fight Bagel Guy. <laughs> All right, we'll be back right after these words. Hey now, now Rod Stewart, hey Forever now. Young, coming at you. W and BC. W and hey now, BC. BC. Hey, hey now. now. Such a good song, right, Fred? Terrific song. Yeah. Did I read that Rod Stewart has some illness? He just got over an illness. What and was he's it? Okay, now I think it was prostate. I think you're right. Yeah, oh, prostate Jesus. cancer. That's depressing. Everyone's old as fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone. The more young people, <laughs> except for Billie Eilish. Yeah, coming at you, forever young. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so he beat prostate cancer. Yeah. All right, that's good. He was in, uh, advising men to get that checkup and have the finger put up your bum. Yeah, I just uh, called my doctor. I thought you were getting that done. You haven't yeah. had it done Well, yet? I didn't have a guy who wanted to stick his finger up my ass. Forget this, I had a doctor like uh, for years who stuck his finger up my ass, and I always hated it, but I knew it was important to do. Then he retired, so I got a new doctor. I think this new doctor found me so disgusting he didn't want to put his <laughs> finger up my ass. I said, don't you put your finger up my ass? He goes, no, I don't believe in that. You think he took one look at me and said, I don't believe in that. <laughs> what do you mean? I said, what do you mean Wait you don't believe minute. in it? He you said, can't not believe in he, that. I, I didn't understand it, but he wouldn't put his finger up my ass and check me. So I was like, well, why am I going to him? So uh, Dr. Agus just gave me the name of someone who's going to put their finger up my ass. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I hate that so much. I don't know how women take it anally. I just don't get it. God bless you, Robin, for taking it anally many, many years ago in San Francisco. Well, look, wait a minute. I yep. beg to differ with you because you can relax enough to accept water. Yeah, but you know what it is? The Now, the water is nothing. It, it doesn't really, you know. No, it accumulates in there. Yeah, well, it's enjoyable. <laughs> but I, uh, but, but my God, when the guy would put his finger up my ass. And you know what it is, too? At least you have be getting sexual stimulation when you're doing it. I, the doctor refused to jerk me off, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like this finger just goes up your ass, and it's like, oh my god! Women deserve a purple heart, or those guys who go to fist fest who get the whole fist up. Oh, their that's ass. crazy! Yeah. Hey, you want a phony phone call for your uh, Monday morning? Sure, why not? Got a little phony phone call for you for your Monday morning. How about um, Donald Trump and Bill Clinton call a psychic? To contact Jeffrey Epstein. Hmm. Would you like to hear that scenario? I would love to. All right. I would love to. Hello. This is connecting you now. Okay. What is your name? Hello. I'm Ronald. And my name is Willie. We, okay. we want to contact our dead friend, uh, Jeff Epstein. Okay. Let's get this shit. This is President Donald Trump. And I'm former President of the United States, Bill Clinton. <clears throat> oh, shit. Can this just stay between you, us, and... Uh, Jeffrey's ghost. It'll never go past here because that's my rule anyway. Thank you. Thank you. Because this is a matter of national security, okay? If this okay. gets out, it could ruin the country. Believe me that I can tell you. Oh, everything ends here. I don't even know who you are. Thank you. Now, please tell us what the ghost of Jeff Epstein is saying. <clears throat> well, we're tuned to Jeffrey and, and seeing what he sees. The first thing that comes up that looks like he was unexpectedly 
unpleasantly surprised and that someone else was involved in that. Was that someone else named Hillary? This I don't know. <laughs> Nasty woman. Nasty yeah. woman. Shut up. So let's get to the important stuff. Okay. Did Jeff have that video of Big Willie over here helicoptering penis at a pool party in front of a young girl with braces? Okay. Let me see. So disgusting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually, the uh, girl with the braces with the brown hair. And there's a gentleman that's right next to her. Uh-oh. And they come up together. Uh, listen, I did not have... Oh, cut it out. Stop it. You're such an idiot. Listen, this guy had hookers piss on a bed. Look, at least I never jammed a cigar up a pussy hole. Damn. Okay, that's a lot more than I can say for you, Willie. Hey, I'll bet right now Jeff is telling you all about the tinkle parties this guy would throw. Piss everywhere. <clears throat> that's... Let me see. Jeffrey's speaking on it. Oh, my God. Disgusting. Yes. It even got in our drinks. Mm, let me see. Yeah. What? And um, the fact that he pissed on him is, is a yes. For sure, it was... Fake news, fake news, fake news. I, okay, look. Quiet, carrot face. Let's just stay focused or we're both fucked, okay? Cut. That's true. If Melania finds out, I'm a dead man. She can be a real pain in the ass, believe me, that I can tell you. Hmm. Listen, muchacho, how would you like to work for my cabinet? I will make you my head crystal ball in charge. How about that? Oh, I can't. I can't do that. I don't. That's not why I'm online. Bigly. Bigly. It means thank you, amigo. You're welcome. Adios. Keep it tight. You want to go get some hookers? Wow. I think you might be psychic, too. <laughs> wow. Don't you think uh, Nancy Pelosi needs to hear that phone call? I think we'd better get it to her yeah. right away. What up, uh, Pocket in California? Hey, now, do. 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 Uh, that shit was funny. Do. Yeah. That was a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, you know, all this Billie Eilish stuff for the past few months, first off, I can't believe you haven't played my favorite songs by her. I think her best songs are the ones that aren't as famous. Well, I'm going to go through the whole uh, the whole story and catalog. Uh, Billie just got here, so I'm going to I'm going to get started on that. I think she's terrific. But I mean, and it makes makes sense why you like her music because she's really downbeat. Yeah, I don't like happy music. When I hear happy music, I want to go. I want to kill myself. I only like music that makes me sad. And her music makes me sad. So I like that. And it's also really insightful. And like I don't like world. a lot of new music, honestly, these days. Right, Robin? Right. Robin knows what I like. Only Robin knows. That's right. Play Robin's music. Yeah, I'm thinking of actually going into the studio with Billie Eilish and producing a couple of songs, new songs. What what's gonna what's their brother gonna do when you're in? There? I mean, he's in on it too. Oh, okay. yeah, I'll bring him in as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Pocket. In fact, you know what I'll do? Let me take a break and then we'll uh, we'll get Billie in here and we'll talk to her. Her life's got to be crazy right now to go at such a young age to be that famous and and successful. Got to be pretty nutty. All right, later, Pocket. All right, Howard. Later. Later. What up? All right, I'll tell you, Fred, are we ready with the break there? Let's do it. All right, all right. Hey, now. Well, this is exciting. 
I say, this is exciting. Who are you talking to? I think to myself. <laughs> uh, I'm sitting here today with uh, Billy Eilish. Right. Let me see why your mics aren't working. Hold on. Oh, there we go. Okay. Hello. And uh, Phineas, what do you do? Do you go by the name Eilish as well? Or which no. name are you going with? Well, Eilish is technically a middle name. I know. So I just go by the Our first. Our last name is O'Connell. Why so. didn't you? Um, I know it's stupid, oh. but why, why, I mean, Billy Eilish at this point sounds like a very cool name. But you I did, guess it does. But you didn't like the name Billy O'Connell. I got it. I got it. Um, no, I did not like O'Connell. The thing is, like, I, it's my dad's last name. My right. parents, like, my parents are still together, but they they have different last names and don't like either of them. <laughs> um, and he has both of them, so he's. Uh, I I love my parents and they they fit them but they did not ever fit me so it's like Phineas Barrett O'Connell and then I'm <laughs> Billy Eilish. <laughs> um, I know. Yeah, it's very confusing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, I was thinking about you too. You just did Saturday Night Live. Is that fun for you? It was so so fun. Fun because uh, of the actual performance or the week of like leading up to it and you get to hang with all those people and you're part of that little family. I would think that's the cool part. What is um, the cool part? I feel like it, it was kind of all of it. Um, and it was kind of new because they they were so cool to us and they gave us so much time to do. Like, I feel like we got enough time. And for a lot of TV performances, like you don't get any time. So it was it was like pretty, pretty um refreshing and like very new but everyone was really cool they like did not have to be that nice to me but they were so it's it great you know what amazes me about you too you know the old uh axiom that like if, if you want to be in music you have to be on the road for like ten thousand hours and you have to write music for ten thousand hours <laughs> and then you get good and stuff but like that song that you wrote the two of you wrote when you were 13 mm -hmm. like that song became big and it wasn't like you'd spent thousands of hours on the road, right? And you hadn't spent thousands of hours of riding. For a brother and sister to do that, that's a pretty amazing accomplishment, right? <laughs> yeah. And only in social media could that happen because then you put it out on social media and everybody recognizes it and then mm -hmm. you get a record company. Mm -hmm. It's kind of magical, isn't it? It really is. Social media is crazy. Do you ever worry that like it almost happened to you too fast, all this recognition, that maybe you should have struggled even more? <laughs> you know what I feel about that? or about the age thing is like i don't i did for a second because um because it happened when i was 13 it was like there's a part of me that feels like i did miss like being a teenage like i didn't get to be a teenager like a normal one um but then i think about i <laughs> like more and more i get more grateful for it happening young because or that young because um i feel like if it had happened later then people would be able to dig up dirt from when yeah. I was that age. Like, if this hadn't happened at that age, I would have been doing some reckless shit. You know it, what I mean? And yes. now that, I, you know what I'm, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like everybody, bro, I, I mean, I can't even think of an artist that hasn't had something happen where they found some dirt, they found something they said. And for me, it's like, I would. I, Do you worry about that? That, like, now. Let's say you're dating yeah, a dude, right. or uh, Phineas, you're dating a woman, or 
And now all of a sudden you haven't had that time to go around and do weird shit. Yeah. Even like to, to go out and experiment with stuff. Yeah. Uh, it, just to find yourself, to, yeah. to, to make mistakes. Yeah, that's you, a big part. No, you can't do it. Do you guys have handlers and stuff? So- see, I'm, I'm, you know, first of all. Where are your parents? Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> In the other room. The, the whole brother and sister thing, mm-hmm. first of all, is a little scary. Because it, think about it. Oasis, Black Crows. I've interviewed all these guys. They can't stand each other after a while. Right. And they're so brilliant together. It's like, I want to shake them. <laughs> the guys in the Black Rose are actually, I think, going to get back together. But Good. I want to shake them and go, you guys make beautiful music together. What's the problem? All right, so stay apart from each other all the rest of the time. Why can't you get along? You know, it just seems crazy to me. Could you ever envision resentment between the two of you and perhaps n- not talking to one another and not being a team? Fully, no. Right. I don't know why do you love your brother yeah so much and it's like um like i don't even like yeah he's my brother but it's like we're we're great friends like we just are you know like we we get along like better than anyone i know you know Phineas, do you get resentful that Billy gets to be the front person and you, uh, I mean, you <laughs> write, you write the song, well, you write the songs with her and all of that, but is it hard for you not to be as well known as your sister? You know what? Honestly, I think she so deserves it. Like when I, I'm on stage with her because I play, you know, sort of the setup, I'm sitting here playing behind right. her on stage. I just watch her like kill it every night, you know, right. and it's very inspiring to me. And like to your point of like siblings resenting each other and not working together, like look I at his can- arm, he looks buff. Yeah, you do look kind of buff. Do you work out? <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah, makes you- me feel better. <laughs> yeah. You do uh, Peloton. I do a lot of push-ups. Push-ups? Just a lot of calisthenics. But I don't want to brag here, but I do like eight in a row. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Honestly. That's I like not that. bad for yeah. you. Yeah. You know. For, for a guy, a guy, your age, for a guy old as fuck. I hear you. Uh, Phineas, but you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, um, totally. do you ever say to yourself, hey, I wrote that song with Billy, but right. I should have saved that for myself as a solo uh, kind of a sometimes, artist? Sometimes I do the inverse, because I put out music under my own name sometimes, but Billy d- does the songs so well that sometimes right. I sing a song live and I'm like, man, if, if I'd given this to Billy, it would be a real hit. <laughs> It'd be huge. That's so sad. Isn't it, yeah, isn't it amazing, though, that the two of you are in the same family and you have each other and you both decided to make music your passion? Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome. Who, when you're, you guys were homeschooled, where did you grow up? We grew up in L.A. Right. Mm-hmm. But homeschooled. I always think that's such a weird thing, homeschooling. A part of me thinks it's the greatest thing because you're, you're exposed. You can kind of do whatever you want yeah. and, and it, there's not as much structure. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is like, oh, but wait, maybe you need to be with other kids all the mm-hmm. time and all of that. Where's, where does that land on, on with you guys? How do you feel? Is it homeschool? Is that something you do for your own kids or do you think it's a mistake? Listen, I, it's, it's definitely not a mistake. I just don't think I know enough, to be honest with you. I don't think I could homeschool my kids. Like, um, you have to be a bit of a narcissist to homeschool someone, <laughs> don't you? I mean, <laughs> yeah. But I think my parents, our parents, were are like so smart that we could just be like, "What does this mean?" Or "How do I do this?" And they would just answer it with like the right answer. And it was, I never realized that until later that they were actually really smart. They, right. they didn't just know all the answers because they're parents. They're actually smart parents. Would you ever cry and say, "I want to be with other children. This is unfair"? No, because I was, I had, bro, I had so many friends. 
I, I was literally like, I had like more friends than any of my friends had friends. Where do you meet I these don't friends? No, I just had all of them. <laughs> like, In the neighborhood, you mean? No, not even. Like, I, I mean, it's because I, I, I did a lot of shit. I danced and I, I did gymnastics and I did, I was in a choir and I went to, you know. So they I mean, would take you to these activities. You'd meet kids and hang with them. Yeah. Because I had to ask you about this. You guys had, because you were homeschooled, you had a homeschool talent show. I would we think had it, a couple. Yeah, but uh, it seems to me the only people in that talent show would be the two of you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. If only. Really? <laughs> where, no, where is this homeschool talent show and how many people participated? Um, way too many. There was a couple. There was this one. So basically we were in this um, homeschool cult, basically, called <laughs> Home Face LA. Yeah, right. And that that i don't even i feel like i should know more about it but i was young i don't really remember but basically that whole like that name had lots of things to it there was like a a park day which was every third thursday of the month and we would all go to the park all the homeschool kids and we'd oh, play oh i see it's a network of people who homeschool their kids yeah. and then you have the talent show yeah i have to assume you guys won every single talent nobody show. won no, there oh, was they, oh, no competition. Oh, oh, because that's bad for I, kids. I probably right. Yeah, yeah I guess. I've never, I've never been to like a talent show where anyone won. At anything. four years old, the, the, the first song that you wrote at four on the ukulele. Did you do that yourself, Billy, or did you do that with your brother? I did it myself. You did it yourself. The uh, I think yeah, I think I was like four or five. Um, yeah, it was a song about like, I wrote, th I wrote these three songs on the ukulele as soon as I learned how to play. It had to be more than four. I was so small at four. It had to be like six. And, when, um, and, and, and you and your brother simultaneously are both kind of getting into instruments. When did you start playing? What did you play? Piano? Yeah, piano when I was like 11. Right. Yeah. And that's that your first instrument? Yes. And then when do you get into the guitar? Like the year later. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. And Billy, how many instruments do you play? I play ukulele and piano and like a smudge of guitar. Did like you take any. formal lessons from a no, teacher? No, no, no. Finish, you didn't either. No, I, we had like we took a we took a piano. We used to take piano lessons and it fucking sucked. Yeah, it we fucking had, sucked oh, because you have to learn how to read music and play. Exactly. Uh, they the, just it just nothing was. <sighs> but then how do you learn? You you just teach yourself. Well, at the time when I was 11, our, my dad, I just asked my dad how to play like a pop song I was listening to. And right. pop songs are in the kind of realm of, of easier things to learn on piano. Right. But they're the same level of satisfaction and gratification from learning it. Absolutely. And there's so much similarity in pop music that you, if you learn one song, you learn like thousands and thousands of yeah. songs at once because they have the same chords. So your mom and dad are musicians. Your mom is a, has worked with uh, very famous people and teaching them what? Improv? Improv, and, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, your parents she, are really talented people. They are. They don't get enough credit for it. And, and, and growing up, you guys were pretty poor, right? I would describe you as... Yeah. poor yeah D did your parents want to be in show business so badly and it just didn't happen for them was it was it a, a tremendous sadness in your house that they couldn't get money being what they wanted to be a little bit yeah you um, think that's where a lot of your sadness comes from no because i i they didn't put it on us at all it was like they they kept it pretty i don't know what the word is they didn't make you feel like they, you were poor? No, they didn't. They, I mean, well, <laughs> oh, being, they, being poor made us feel like we were poor. Being poor made us feel, <laughs> How I poor mean, were you? Like, uh, did you guys share a room? We did weren't, you? we, okay, we had, we had an incredible childhood. We literally had, like, the best childhood. Right. Um, 
like just so much fun the best surroundings and friends and things we did but and like we were not I, like we were not living on the streets we weren't you know we, had, we always to, had dinner you know? right. we always had dinner we always what had about lunch and breakfast there was always food on the table it was like mm. it, it wasn't like um it we wasn't were, homeless. It wasn't homeless. No, no. Right. they had. They were homeschooled. They had to have a home. They they a home. <laughs> That's very true. Well, then you'd be homeless schooled. <laughs> homeless schooled. But you were very poor, and and uh, that that's hard for you. Did you? And and it's funny that you would see show business as a positive thing. You might have seen it as a really sad thing, where you you try and you try and you don't get anywhere, no matter how talented mm-hmm. you are. It could have been a very opposite kind of feeling about show business. That's very true. Yeah. I think also because. I, I've always had this view on like acting as this like stupid, unfair thing. Right. And which it is, but I, I think it, it just was so increased because I actually thought my parents were like very good actors. Right. And they didn't like, there just wasn't that. Like nobody was begging for them. You know, and it was so annoying. And like the older I got, the more I realized that. Like just how unappropriate underappreciated they were do you think it's hard for your parents to see your success this is explosive kind of success you two mm-hmm. are really really exploding i don't how many yeah. days i mean you guys are on tour a lot right yeah. uh and your music has blown up and and i don't ever hear anyone say a negative word about your music i mean people, really yeah i really like people kind of just think it's very cool and unusual that someone your ages would be able to tap into themes that are really mature and sophisticated, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, the Beatles, even when they started out, were writing, you know, very simplistic songs. She loves you, yeah, 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 you know? And, <laughs> and, and some of the topics you guys are dealing with seem like you wouldn't really be able to write about them, like you're wiser than your years, mm-hmm. which is a nice place to be. So, like, I even think for your parents who are, in, you know, wanted to be in show business, it might even be very difficult for them to see your success. You might be right. Yeah, could be. It could be. I think they're they're really good at supporting us, and I think they always have been. So I think even if they had, which I don't know because they, they haven't expressed an emotion of jealousy and kind of hatred or anything at all because they're good parents. You right. Know? I think they've done it. I mean, if they, if they do have any of that, like, they've been really good at hiding it. That's right. Um, I don't know if they do. I can't speak for them. Yeah, well, I'm sure they're very proud of you, too. I mean, it's pretty pretty remarkable. Here's a song. This is called Ocean Eyes. This is the one that you guys uh, put together. Well, Billy, you put this one together for a, what, a talent show or a you school play? You know what play? it was? It was, um, I used to be, like, a dancer, a competitive dancer, and I... What do you mean competitive dancing? What type of dance? It, like every, I did like hip hop and contemporary, and I mean I I did hip hop, contemporary, and jazz and lyrical and um, tap. I started dancing because I liked tap. I liked that sound that they make. You were doing that even before you were doing music. Like, did you see oh, maybe yeah. your career would be as a dancer? Yeah, fully. And yeah. what happened? You had an injury. Yes. What was the injury? Um, it was a lo- it was a couple of them. It started. It started small and then had like a big thing happen, which is the one that really like took me out. It was it started as like um, I had um, I, I, I strained my groin, which I did not even know was a thing on my left side in here. And that was in like October of 2014. Is that not the most painful thing ever? The groin pull? Dude, the groin it. It just I couldn't I couldn't really do anything, but it it was I still was dancing. It was twenty fifteen, not twenty fourteen. It's a nagging constant pain. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. And um I 
like I was so I was compensating so I was always on my right side because of it but I was still dancing I was still we were working on like it was about to be the like competition season and I had never really done the competitions but I always wanted to and I I like danced at a place that was really not very competitive it was like really family oriented and people that actually cared about dance and not just about the winning and all of that so competition wasn't like the goal it just was something we could do if we wanted and it was about to like come up and this was in like it was february of 2016 right and i was in this class like the last rehearsal we had before all the shows and i was in all these different dances and um we were done with the class and then like the owner came in and she was like, let me film it one more time. Mm. So we went back and we did it one more time and there's literally a video of it happening. I just like did this move and this hip just like pushed out. Oh my God. It felt, oh, I can't, it, oh, it literally, it felt like how sleep paralysis feels in your hip. Well, but, like painful at the same time. You suffer from sleep paralysis, right? Yeah, I do. I think that's like such a strange phenomenon. It's insane. Have you had it? Uh, I know what it is. Sleep paralysis. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> you're you you you're sleeping. You wake up, but your body can't move. So you're fully paralyzed. awake. It's like being paralyzed, it <clears throat> and it's frightening. It's horrible. Are you afraid to go to sleep some nights because you're afraid it's going to happen? I was. There was like a period where I was like I couldn't go to sleep, but that was also because. There was also a period where I had the same nightmare for like a month long. What was months. that nightmare? One day, maybe I'll tell, but it, it, it's kind of like. You kept having the same nightmare over and over again. Nightmare. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think it was. And the nightmare would wake you up. It would wake. I mean, it wouldn't even wake me. That's the problem. It never woke me up. It just happened the entire night. And then I woke up the next day and, and like, I was always sweating and I was always like. And the thing is, like, you know how you have a, sometimes you'll have a dream and it'll just like fuck you up the whole day. Yes. And then you're all you can think about is like that weird moment where you like there's what was that song you said? What the <laughs> hell was that song? This is a song about this is a song by an artist Father John Misty that I love. <laughs> right. And it's to his wife. And he's talking about how he tells her everything. It's like, I tell you everything. Dreams of kissing my brother in the yard. Oh, <laughs> right. Those have never been my dream. Oh, yeah, let's make that clear. No, no never yeah. been my dream. No right. incest dreams, but I don't think. It's, you just have you know pointless I mean? dreams. Yeah, that, you just have these weird dreams. Weird. You that mess you up. Mom's friend. It's weird. When you go to your. Uh, did, do you go to a therapist? Um, I have a couple times. You have gone a couple of times. Do you ever, because I would think that'd be something you'd want to analyze, this dream, this recurring dream, mm -hmm. and really get underneath the hood and figure it all yeah, out. Yeah, I tried, I don't know, I think like, it, I mean, it went away. Oh, it did? It did go away because it, it was a minute ago. But... What about the sleep paralysis? Do you still have that? Mm -hmm, I had it. <laughs> how, long do, how long do, are you awake, but your body isn't moving? Literally like two seconds. And that's enough to freak it, you, you out. You know how long two seconds is to be paralyzed? <laughs> Crazy. It feels like an eternity. Do we, the, have, has a doctor ever said to you, this is why it happens? I mean, I know, I know the things that trigger it, at least for me. Like, the things that cause my sleep paralysis is, uh, the main thing is lack of sleep, but, but then you have to, like, put things on top of that. So, like, if you haven't had enough sleep and then you fall asleep sitting up, oh, my God, it's over for you. And, like, and maybe even being dehydrated or dehydrated, something like that. Dehydrated, like anything. It's like, it's it's almost the same triggers as Tourette's, to be honest with you. It's like the exact same triggers. You suffer from that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can see, I'm like, 
No, no, I even you know, spazzing I, in here. Well, I don't. What, is I yours mostly, seen it. Are yours mostly physical texts? Yeah, they're yeah. all. I have, I have one that I, I've only realized recently that I, I'm begging for myself to, to not have it become a real one, which is like. You do that? Mm-hmm. Are you are, do you, are you self conscious about all this, or uh, do you say fuck it? I'm I'm famous, and uh, people <laughs> can put up with this or not, and who cares? No, I'm I'm pretty self conscious about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I. Were you teased about it as a kid? Um. Yeah, but not because it was Tourette's, because I didn't even know it was. Like, it, I, 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 people, I mean, it, it wasn't even like, ha ha, you have to, I mean, nobody ever teased me. I was the fucking alpha, always, right. when I was younger, so. Right. Yeah, you seem to be, you seem to be somebody who's very much in charge, right? I mean, yeah. you have very strong opinions. Yeah. And I'm sure that freaks out older people, because they're like, hey, wait, you're a kid, you're not yeah. entitled to have all those opinions. When I was 16, yeah. I was, you know, p- pissing in my diaper. <laughs> I mean, how dare you have opinions, right? It's the truth. It's the truth. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So I nobody ever. I mean, but but, but speaking, people people just didn't understand it. But speaking it of sleep, you guys don't get much sleep, right? No, and you're making us wake up at fucking six thirty a.m. What time? Tell me about Saturday Night Live. You went to the after party. I read in the paper. You're oh. hanging out with Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. Did you have an affection for Woody Harrelson? You gave him a hug at the end oh. of Saturday Night Live. You like him? I love he. Dude, he just like was so cool to to me. <laughs> he did not. He was like had the biggest job to do this last week. Had be the so, host. Yeah, yeah, that is so much work. A lot oh of work. Oh my god! Yeah. And so he was very work. friendly toward you and um, accepting of you. So and friendly. He was so cool. I didn't realize you guys hang out with like the host and stuff during the you week. Don't. I thought you just go in and yeah, you do your pre- rehearsal and then you and that's it. You. Like, I didn't think I'd even, I mean, I thought I'd meet, meet him and that would be it. But he, I mean, he's like the reason that, that I talked to him. Because he exactly. would come, he would come knock on the door and be like, hey, you know, like. And just say hi. And just come in and like talk to us. Like, no matter who was in the room, it could he be like. He was the coolest. He was so cool. He came to dinner with us last night. Really? And, yeah. and, and when you guys go to the after party, that, that you don't get home till like three or four in the morning. Five. Right? Five. Crazy. I could never it's, do that. Oh, horrible. I am miserable if I'm physically up that I didn't long. even know it was that. Because it was funny because it, it wasn't a party and that's why it seemed so weird. It was literally like felt like a dinner. It just literally felt like a dinner at a restaurant that's too loud. Right. And then the suddenly it was 5 a.m. and I was like, what? <laughs> what the hell? It and was then, so not a party vibe at all. <laughs> do you? Where do you guys live when you're not on the road and stuff? Do you have a house or do you still live with your parents? Where do you guys? Where do you guys call home? Our home is our, our parents' house where it we is. grew up. Yeah. yeah, it is. Anybody have a desire to buy their own house at this point? You guys have enough money, I assume now that you could buy your own house. I have a house elsewhere in the neighborhood now, but oh, we still do. hang out at the parents' house the most. Mm-hmm. So you really do like your parents? Like yeah, I couldn't great. wait to get out of my parents' house. Like <laughs> it, it, you, it, when it, did you get out of your parents' house? Well, when I went off to college, I was right. eighteen, so right. it was like I needed a rocket ship or something to get me out of that house as fast as I could. I just remember <laughs> just being miserable there. Uh, but but I feel like your parents are cool and they're just supporting cool. you and and letting you do your thing. Mm-hmm. You had th- as poor as you were, you had three pianos in the house, <laughs> right. which is really one of them of- we got for no money. Really? Oh, yeah. Quite remarkable. It really is. So let's let's give everyone a musical education. Yes. And uh, the song Ocean Eyes, this one, you wrote when you were 13. He wrote it. I can't take oh, credit for that. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you wrote this one. He wrote it. All alone. And do you hear your sister's voice singing it when you write it? 
I did as almost as soon as it was done. I just I I sung it and I thought this isn't really my vocal range. I have a pretty low voice, and I knew right. she would just make it sound like butter. That yeah. is amazing. I remember he. Um, do you remember Vine? No. <laughs> do you remember? Do you know Vine? No. What's Vine? Yo, yo. <laughs> what is Vine? Vine was like this. Oh, Vine, you mean the, the yeah. social media? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I thought you meant a song called Vine, and I was like, I don't know that <laughs> Do you song. remember Vine? No. I remember Vine. Vine, the yes. like, six-second Yeah, what thing. happened to that thing? It, it, it died. It went under, man. Right, but That's Vine... That's why I don't remember. Vine was social media, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, you had like six seconds, and then it, and yeah. then it destroyed the... The reason thing. I bring it up is because <laughs> when Phineas wrote Ocean Eyes, the thing with us is like... I'm never going to take credit for something he does because I do so much that exactly, I don't need to. Totally. Right. You don't, you're not sitting there jealous when no. he writes. Oh, you yeah. both can write songs. So. He's way better at me, so yeah, I'm oh, jealous that he's so much better than you me. You say that in every interview. That, I literally, that, that your brother is a better songwriter. He's a way better songwriter. Are way you a better, better person. Are you a better performer than your brother in terms of uh, uh, performing these songs? Is that the way you... Um, uh, I, I don't know. I think I'm just... Better at fame. <laughs> I think I know what I'm doing a little bit. And I, I think Phineas would hate the shit out of my life if he had it. You, you mean better with fame because you know how to handle yourself? Where Can you read people and, that well? Yeah, that, can but, you tell the phonies from the... Because a lot of people want to get into your orbit now. True. Right? Uh, some of them are assholes. True. Uh, so uh, you, you, when you say you're better at fame, what is it exactly you're better at that Phineas would not I be just, so good at? Uh, I think I like it and he do, would not. I think that's I think that's what it is. Like you, I think fame he, is a wonderful thing. Fame, fame is a wonderful thing. It really is. It's it's. There's some shitty parts, but this shit is beautiful. If for someone who was awkward like me, suddenly it was a way to reinvent myself and <laughs> and 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 be a whole different guy. It's it's almost like a character, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I became less awkward when I walk in the room. Now I'm not uncomfortable, as uncomfortable because people know me. Right. But you could argue that Phineas has the best life. Because he will have oh, the, he, he will have the sure money. Does. He will be able to write the songs. But he and can yet still he go can... out and get coffee. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Or what? go to the store or do anything. Is your sister right? You would not be able to handle fame well? I just don't think he'd like it. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think I mean, you can handle it. Though. You know, I think time will tell, I guess. But but I will say that she she seems to navigate it beautifully. And, you know, I see her give so much kindness to people that, you know, come and tap on your window of your car and stuff but does it annoy you when people are tap you're sitting there with her right you've written these songs with your sister you perform with your sister they tap on the car and they go crazy for your sister do you sit there sometimes and go the fuck <laughs> you know I, why are they not recognizing me although um, i suspect they will I the more you perform feel like together that. you I do you do. feel self-conscious about I, it yeah i most i just feel yeah. bad sometimes yeah. the only thing i ever usually feel is they're, they're like rude to them and it's like well on. they they do make me take their picture with billy a lot oh like they're they just like, hand me the can phone you take our picture oh Here. god um but well, which is and fine. billy you probably feel bad when they do that <laughs> it makes me feel so bad yeah i get it i totally get that mm -hmm. but it's fine and i think the the main thing you feel as a brother is just like protective so right. like like I, just recently like the example i'll give is like we were on a plane and billy was in the row in front of me w with a like a s eye mask on maybe and like headphones in and clearly asleep. i was like falling asleep like, slumped over asleep. i was laying there with a blanket and headphones on watching something like yeah. right and these two kids like came up to her and like 
tapped her her sleeping body to wake her up and she was all startled and then they were like can you take a photo on a flight oh, and wow. i just i don't think you'd do that to your friend if you saw no. your friend on a flight you'd you know like, how hard it is to fall asleep on a plane impossible and then when you finally do day. for somebody to wake you up like even some of the airline attendants will do that you know oh, they'll 100%. wake you up say would you yeah, like a hot towel to you for, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, just yeah. want to go to sleep yeah yeah, yeah totally oh meals and stuff would you like this meal of a piece of paper and aren't you guys <laughs> almost uh at the point now where you can fly privately and and avoid all of that kind of stuff or do you not want to be that insulated yes almost the problem is that i think it's that i mean the problem is that i think airplanes as a whole are so wasteful and are really really affecting the world in a not a great way and the problem is that i have a job where i simply can't not fly like i would love to not fly and to travel in a in a more eco more green way. way right um but the problem is that i can't and so we are like right now like trying to find ways of of um what's there's like a thing you can do i think where you like you what's it called like you use I don't know. You can share like a jet, you mean, you or can something? Do, I don't know. You can like help it be more eco-friendly to fly. Like there's something you can. Yeah, there's some kind of an exchange. There's like an exchange yeah. you can do. I, I think we're working on it. I don't yeah. know. But because I can't do it, I do a lot more, a, a lot of other things be, to try to make up for it. But private jets, like I, I want to so bad. Right. And I, I probably will. Right. I mean, I, I will. I fully will. Like it's <laughs> yeah. 100% I will. But it's right. just like. Um, I hope that by the time I, I do, I, there's like a, a way more green way to do it. It is sad. I mean, we are pissing all over the planet. We really are. And, no, and we're, we're way behind in uh, trying to clean this thing up. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I, I, my wife and I rescued a bird the other day. And the bird. bird and the bird was poisoned by our oceans because there's mm. so many pesticides in it. The bird got a neurological disease. So that says really? we're all, everything's, we're done. We're what kind, finished. What kind of bird? It was a very big, like a gannet. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a big bird? Oh, yeah. Giant. Giant, yeah, yeah. Well, my awesome. wife's brave. I'm a pussy. I can't oh, no. do that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, the reason I brought up Vine. Wait, let me just... Yeah, so because, Vine. Yeah, Vine. Right. <laughs> um, the reason I brought it up was because F- Phineas had written this song. I didn't know what it was called. But the thing with us is because we grew up in that house and every day all day we could hear each other sing and write so it was like when he told me he had written the song i was like yeah i know i've been hearing it through the walls for days like i'm aware that you wrote a song that goes i've been watching you like i hear it but i remember that he posted a vine of him singing it on a loop because mm. vine you could do that where you time it right and then it loops perfectly right. and it was like different lyrics it was like um uh, I, I get lost. I get lost inside your ocean eyes, and it like just would repeat. And I, I, I just—it's so funny that like I remember seeing that and being like, "Oh, that's that song he just wrote." And then he was like, "I want you to sing it. Like you'd be so good." And then I sang it, and we put it out, and like that whole song changed both of our lives. The song was originally written for your dance teacher needed a song for a recital. Yeah, yeah it was. And so that you said, "Hey, use this song," but then yeah. you posted this on social media, and it blew up, right? Yeah. To the point that the record company guy took note, uh, <laughs> and they and they signed you. Yeah. And this whole first, let's call it an album. I don't even know if we call it that anymore. But the whole first album really became a big album. It, 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 the record company guys were right to bet on you. But the thing that I find amazing is you guys at a young age 
didn't they want to have you work with a big time producer? Yep. And yeah. instead you said, to hell with that. Yep. I want to do this record, just the two of us, and we'll record it on our own. We don't need some big time producer. That took a lot of balls. I would have probably buckled and said, "Give me the big time producer because I don't know enough about the business," and that would have ruined your music. We tried right. out. We tried out big time producers. You yeah. did. Yeah, it's funny because it's funny that you say that because um, they want. I mean, obviously that's what they wanted. They were like, "Here, work with you. You have to work with these writers and these producers and these." Blah, 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 they tell blah, blah, you all blah. their songs that they've made, and they're like your favorite songs ever. Right? They go, "They made this," and you yeah. go, like, "I've loved that song my whole life." Of course, it's but very then, seductive. And I think the thing is that we were like, "Okay, let's," because the thing is, we didn't have any need to. But I mean, it's very attractive as a as a person that's never seen it before. You know, oh yeah, work with this producer that you hear the tag in every song that you like, and also the fame, and that you go, wait a second, we'll be famous, we'll make a lot of money, just like all these famous people. How can we be so arrogant to think that we should record our own record and not use one of these right. big famous people? It's seductive because it you want success. You want to succeed for the record company and you want to succeed for yourselves. Mm -hmm. So it must have been a huge decision to finally say, to look at each other and say, let's go home and record the album ourselves. Yeah. We just, we, we knew better. Like, you knew better. We gave, we gave the other producers and the other writers a chance because I think it, and I think that was good because then it proved that we were going to do. Did anything good come of it? Hell no. Honestly, no. only bad things because <laughs> that means, because, because work, bro. You start sounding like everyone else. Yeah, but also because you work in a studio with a producer or a writer, they make you record it. And the thing with us is that when we write something, we don't immediately record it. We finish it, and then we eventually are happy with it. And then we record it when we want to put it out. We don't just record things for fun ever. Right. It'd be like and writing the film these... and then filming the film on the same day. Right. right. I have all. Yeah. We have all these like awful unreleased songs that at some points get leaked, or like back then it was even like we. I made this. We made this one song. Um, a couple of years ago, and I was like barely anything at the time. Like a, I had I had fans, but it was like not even anything. Right. And it was more like they were, you know, they right. I, it was tiny. It was tiny, but it was great. But we made a couple songs where I was so excited after I made them, like the day of, that I would just post a video, like listening to it. Like I made this today, as you would if you were just normal posting to your friends. Like I made this yes. song today, and now to this day, there's people like release this song, release this song, and it's like no, they're not they're that horrible. good. That's right. <laughs> like, you know what's killing me, Prince, who was so ch such a genius. Yeah. Now he's dead. He didn't make a will. And now they're releasing everything. It's Yo. like as if you were a painter uh -uh. and they took all the shitty paintings that you didn't want to show the world and oh. they just put them out. Does Half that drive done. you guys crazy? Yeah. Because in a way, and then you don't want to destroy these songs because you might go back and work on them. They're, yeah. they're works in progress. It scares me. It's like why I'm afraid to die now. I, <laughs> yes. Only now. Make like, a will. And at, at this I, age, make a will. It's a great idea. And say, listen, great this is my archive, and I don't want the following things released. I want them, yeah. I want yeah. them destroyed upon my death. I think it's that's good. so, so, so true that you just, I, oh, my God, it's something I think about all the time that I never talk about. Yeah, it's weird to me to see what's going on with Prince or, or somebody like that when, know, when people get a hold of that, that whole catalog thing. I think it's super disrespectful. So when the record company hires you, you say, F you to all these uh, uh, producers, yep. right? And you say, let's go home and record our record because we know how we want to do it. Uh -huh. Does the record company say, oh, these two kids are nuts or are they supportive of that decision? Um, well, I think the, I mean. They didn't have a choice. 
Kind of. <laughs> yeah. The initial uh, reason or the initial feeling I got from the first time I even met to people at the label was because because after Ocean Eyes, it was like a year before we signed because it was like, you know, all you hear about is young people signing and then their lives being ruined. Right. And that's all we could hear and all we could think, of course, because we didn't know anything about anything. And, you know, so we did. We went to a million meetings. Oh, my God. And I was 14, like 14 in 14. these meetings with these guys who know who have been through this a yeah. million times. Yeah. And they're probably looking at you like, this is a 14-year-old kid. Why am I sitting here discussing yeah. business with a 14-year-old? Right. It's kind of a condescending thing. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's weird. Horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. It's disgusting. Yeah. It, was all, it was like every day, like for a while. Do you I, remember that period? It's I do. Disgusting. And are they like, hey, kid, let me tell you what we did on the, uh, you know, on the, um, <laughs> Some on the, of on them, the Rolling yeah. Stones album. Yeah, Some yeah, of yeah, them yeah, were totally. just like that. But then we had this meeting at Interscope and... It was just another meeting, but then it was like we went and it was just, there were just some people and I will actually single out Justin Lubliner, who is the person that signed me at Interscope um, Darkroom. He, he was in that first meeting and I just like, I could, there was just something about him that I could just, I just had such a genuine feeling of this person really believes that I can do things like they really are. They weren't treating you like a kid. No. And they were treating me like I was like. An artist. genius. <laughs> right. Well, you know what? You need that encouragement. Yeah. It's a big deal to yeah. get a record deal because you oh. know how many people, we hear about the successes, how many people got record deals and then you never heard from them again. Oh, my God. 100%. Yeah. We it, also, we've had two managers since before we had um, a, a record deal in any capacity and they both have really let us be creative and artistic at every turn and let us take the you know, the sort of merit-based option over the money-based option at every turn. These guys, Danny and Brandon, who are great, and, and they've always advocated on our behalf it must to be do such, stuff ourselves. It must be such a feeling of victory now when you see, like, established recording artists saying, hey, yeah, the only one doing anything interesting these days is Billie <laughs> Eilish. Who said that? That was somebody who came out and said that. I can't remember who. It was some... You, you know Dude, who it is. Who was um, it? They, it w- said, they said Tom York said it, but I think yeah. he just recently was like, oh, I didn't quite say that. Oh, he didn't Ooh. say that. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> Oh, ouch. It was Dave Grohl. It was Dave Grohl said it. And I respect the hell out of Dave Grohl. He said, like, yeah, hey, you know, this is something original. This is something I can get behind. So when you finally make the record and you decide to make it at home, is it true that you recorded the vocals while standing on your brother's bed? Standing? Uh, um, or sitting on the bed? Do you mean the, like, the album that came out in March? Yes. No. Yeah, well, yes. Um, Yeah, that, I mean, that was... That one fully we recorded. Crazy. In my brother's room. A tiny little, tiny, inty, beansy room. Let's do, a, well, let's do one of your songs now live. I'm excited to hear you do this. Okay. Are you awake enough to do it? Sure. You can handle it sure. at this time in the morning? Have you ever sung it this time in the no. morning before? This is a first. Yeah, Definitely. only back when I was in a choir. Uh, sing church early. services. All the good girls go to hell. Yes. What are we talking about here? Is that true? All the good girls go to hell? No, I don't know. Oh, why? It sounded good. <laughs> did you write the lyrics to this one? We both did. You yeah. wrote them together. Yeah. 50 50. Who came up with the music? Did you write it together? Yeah. Like the melodies and yeah. stuff? Yeah. Together. Yeah, it's fully together. Fully together. Fully together. How phenomenal is that? It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And you know when it's right, right? I mean, you know when it's. Yeah. Okay. How long does it take to write this song? This song specifically? Yeah. We wrote the chorus like the hook in 2016 16 wow oh so okay but then we wrote the rest last year (laughs) right so we only had the hook for like and that's your point yeah some of these things are unfinished 
and not and until we don't de- ever record them until we want to. Smart. It's fucking dog. I found a I found a link to all my old songs like that they made us record because these stupid ass producers were like, yeah, trash. Not good. You know when so- and, not everything you do and is it's great. It's so scary. I'm like, bro, if I die, yes. <laughs> are you bitches going to put this out? I can assure you they will. I know those, but those bitches will put it out. Those bitches will. Those bitches will put it out. I'm gonna write a will. Now that you said that, no, I think you should because sometimes when you're young, you go, I I shouldn't write a will, but you know, any thoughts? You never know. You never know. You never know. Okay, we're gonna do it now. All right, everybody, be quiet, and uh, I'll let you guys do this thing. I won't join in. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Oh. The good girls go to hell Cause even God herself Has enemies And once the water starts to rise And heaven's out of sight She'll want the devil on her team Standing there, killing time I can't commit to anything but a crime Peter's on vacation An open invitation Animals, evidence Pearly gates, they look just like a picket fence Once you get inside them Got friends, but can't invite them Hills burn in California My turn to ignore ya Don't say I didn't warn ya All the good girls go to hell Cause even God herself Has enemies And once the water starts to rise And heaven's out of sight She'll want the devil on her team Look at you, needing me You know I'm not your friend without some greenery Walking, wearing fetters Peter should know better Your cover-up is caving in Man is such a fool, why are we saving him? Poisoning themselves now Begging for our help, wow Hills burn in California My turn to ignore you Don't say I didn't warn you All the good girls go to hell Cause even God herself Has enemies And once the water starts to rise And heaven's out of sight I want the devil on her team. And my Lucifer's long 